0: All right, if you're coming into this video and podcast right now, I need you to get your energy up because we got the quote-unquote the big game. The Super Bowl is coming your way, and we're better to get smacked around with some information. Now, there's a chance that you're somebody who doesn't play a lot of DFS. There's a chance that you're somebody that doesn't bet a lot, and that's okay. But I know a lot of you. You're those people. You're part of the community. But let's welcome in right now, on the other end of this screen, the person that's just trying to get in for the Super Bowl, the big prize pools. Maybe you got a free entry. Maybe you got a ticket. Maybe your buddy or your cousin or your friend or your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your brother, whatever you got going on, told you, yo, play some DraftKings, yo. Check out YouTube, that guy Salvetri. What's going on? I appreciate you being here. We're going to break down this Super Bowl slate. We're going to break it down in a pretty major way. We're going to, as you can see right now, Patrick Mahomes is on the screen. He's the most expensive player on DraftKings. We're going to talk about DraftKings and Super Draft, and we're going to scroll down. So we're going to keep you on the edge of that seat you got there. We're going to be scrolling down through each player, and we're going from Patrick Mahomes all the way to the backup tight end. That doesn't run any routes, basically. Spoiler alert for the Kansas City Chiefs. No, 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 not, not Travis Kelsey. That's a totally different spectrum of tight end in terms of production on offense we're talking about nick kaiser so yes you're gonna get everything here you're gonna get smacked around as much as possible here and all the knowledge that you need to be making some educated decisions from a content standpoint to let you know about the rest of the week if you're watching this video friday we're gonna have a final thoughts so i'm recording this on a wednesday right so maybe you're watching this on sunday that's great watch it Then watch the friday video as well because that's gonna be the final thoughts that's where i'm really going to be leveraging even more ownership and things of that nature as the week goes on and we get more ownership kind of percentage ownership projections which is going to be very important if you want to leverage ownership for a massive slate where just one game that's going to be big right how much is this guy owned well if he's owned at 50 percent, and a guy that's projected pretty close to him is only owned at 25 percent, half the field has him there's much more upside in playing that guy so if he does well or just scores a half a point more than the other guy you're going to be jumping a lot more people in this showdown contest game theory matters a lot leaving money on the table is going to matter a lot and just trying to get away from optimal builds as much as you can whether that is leaving money on the table or pivoting because of ownership is going to be very important so we'll talk about that today but we'll also break down more into that on friday and then sunday morning or sunday afternoon i guess I will be live so we'll be live up until the lock of the super bowl we will probably be live for about an hour and a half to two hours so be sure to have that notification bell turned on on this channel and while you're here right while you're here right now if you're giving me a second of your time i know this is your time your time to relax kicking back relax max and all cool please do hit that like button and the subscribe button it's popping up on the youtube version if you're listening on the podcast the subscribe button really means a lot to me so thank you gonna be taking this time during the week on friday as well we'll be having around noon a live stream which you go watch after the fact if you can't tune in me and dylan bird who comes on this channel somewhat often are going to be talking about player props and things like that so if you also want the not just the dfs side but the betting side and the prop side which is a massive massive pull for the super bowl i get that the most bet on event yes be sure to check that out you can either watch it live at noon noon to about one maybe we'll go a little bit longer answering some questions as well in there in the chat and you can watch it after fact. So that's the super bowl content we got a lot a lot of smack around with like i said a lot of yo make sure you're paying attention because this knowledge is coming your way right now hey how you doing why don't we break down into this sleep why don't we break down into it right now again we're going to be going through the salaries, most expensive guy that we're going to be going down. I'll be giving you my interest as of Wednesday. We'll be giving you some analysis in terms of their matchups, in terms of what they've been doing in the postseason and this season. I have my projections and rankings and ownership, which are going to be a very important tool for you. Down below on Patreon, we can reference some of those, but if you want to follow them down below on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore bet underscore there's other sports on there as well mma nba every single day pga every single week so there's a lot of other stuff that you can take advantage of not just this one week of the nfl i get that there's only one week left so buckle up you ladies you gentlemen you fellas you fellas you fellas and get your energy up get your big energy up that lightning bolt in the top left corner of the screen on youtube that logo with the s that's a lightning bolt for your big energy so get yourself up let's get it popping let's get into this one right now starting with mr mr patrick mahomes at twelve thousand dollars and i'll slide over so you can see the analysis don't worry sal it's half cut off on youtube no no don't worry here we go right here we go Mr. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to have, he's a yes for me early on in the week. Boiler alert, but he is the highest projected player for me. Highest price is usually going to be the case. Now, normally on showdowns, I don't want to be playing these $12,000 plus quarterbacks. And Mahomes just got there, right? They put him at a point where you can play him as much as you want. I'm currently projecting him early on in the week for 72% ownership. That is a fucking lot. So if you want to get different on the slate, you just don't play Patrick Mahomes and bam, 70% of the field doesn't have the same lineup as you. That was pretty quick just from one guy. So there's a lot of leverage here. On Friday, he might become a no or it may be for me depending on how I want to play the slate. And there's opportunity costs in playing him, right? Now he's my highest projected player above 28 fantasy points. He only guy that high he's projected for like five more points than anybody else but he's a lot more expensive than anybody else but again if Tom Brady goes out there this week and scores 25 and Mahomes is scoring 26 27 well there's a really good chance that unless nobody else gets there and both quarterbacks are in the winning lineup that you don't need Patrick Mahomes at his price point because you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey expensive you have some of these Tampa Bay wide receivers in that upper to mid 8k range so Mahomes right now is a yes for me but I want to see how this ownership goes if it's going to stay around 70 there's a good chance that he starts to become a leverage piece away because yes he's going to be a very strong play yes you could probably put him down and this toe injury they're saying he's close to 100 I think it's a little bit smoke in my in my opinion I think the rushing and the mobility is still not going to be there as much for him we'll kind of see what that's looking like early in the first half because we got to see that last year in the Super Bowl and the postseason he was running a decent amount now this toe injury has been uh, isolating that over the last game or so but he will have a negative 20% pass blocking advantage versus Tampa Bay's regular season number eight pass rush now in the postseason so far it's basically been six quarters because he had to come out for a game they had the bye week 73 and a half percent completion percentage just bonkers 8.5 yards per attempt very very good close to elite status and 580 yards in just six quarters now his player prop for this game is 326 passing yards so that's obviously going to project into or factor into my projection for him again over 28 points and this is the funny thing his touchdown prop i think it must be just some sort of a a, something that dk sportsbook is trying to do i'm surprised it hasn't moved to two yet but they're going to just be taking everybody's money on this one his touchdown prop is only one and a half passing touchdowns but you want to know the juice on that if you're not familiar it's minus 455 that means you have to bet 455 dollars to just win 100 dollars. so normally when this happens when the juice is that big they just move the line they move it to like two touchdowns or two and a half touchdowns so it balances out a little Bit. But the sports books, they're smart. They're going to say, oh, everybody's going to continue to bet on this because a lot of casual bettors don't understand that the juice is minus 455. So, what that basically means is you kind of now have to win. If you win this bet, you have to win like four or five bets to actually equate to one win because, again, you have to bet $455 to win $100. But that $455, you can go and put it on four other bets where it's minus 110 odds. And there you go. You got the same outcome. So, the sports books are smart. They're trying to take casuals' monies. They're not moving the line, but that's not good for you, right? Honestly, taking the other side of this bet is not good. Trying to think that he's only going to throw for one touchdown in this game, that's not a good bet either. So, it's just a stay away bet for me but it's just to show you how much confidence there is in him going for over one and a half touchdowns. Now you hearing that number, you're probably like, yeah, I think he's going to do that. Yes. Based on the sports book, minus 455, some of the highest juice I've ever seen on a touchdown prop. That is also the case. So Patrick Williams is a yes for us early on. Highest projected guy, highest owned guy. And this is going to be a case where if he starts to get into like the mid sixties, let's say 64% owned, then I start to like him. Now he's actually at a point where I think he's a quality play. You want to play a hundred percent of him fine. But if he stays at 70 to 75% come Friday, there's a really good chance. You see him move to an X for me instead of a Y, which is a maybe, or maybe even a no. And we just different on the slate by just fading Patrick Mahomes. All right, fellas, next fella up is going to be Mr. Travis Kelsey at $11,000. So a pretty big price jump or price reduction there from $11,000. And here's the thing, a positive 69% matchup for Mr. He's a yes for me as well for Mr. Travis Kelsey against Devin White. It's going to be a tough matchup, right? So you have, uh, here's the thing with Travis Kelsey though, the way that he is Played in this offense, he's just insane, right? We know that he's like a just oversized wide receiver, but the way that he is thrown open, it's like Aaron Rodgers levels with Patrick Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers levels with Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers levels in the past early on in his career with guys like Greg Jennings and Donald Driver for a season. When these quarterbacks are clicking and they have that much of a chemistry, they are just throwing guys open. Rodgers with Jordy Nelson might actually be the best example, just throwing guys open back shoulders. But for Travis Kelsey, it's in the middle of the field, right? He has two ways that he can go, and for the most part, he's basically just running a lot of the times option routes. He's either curling, and that ball is pretty much on his numbers the second he turns around, which is you just. Can't can't defend that or he's slicing into the middle of the field and when that's the case it's just so hard when you're getting thrown open so quickly like the second the timing is so beautiful with these guys that's why you can have a historic tight end career so yes Devin White is a beautifully fantastic linebacker but it's really tough to just guard this and Travis Kelsey obviously being a tight end has 23 pounds over Devin White and all the other athletic and fast Tampa Bay linebackers White is allowing 1.33 yards per cover so White's been really good this year especially against the run tackling in general but against quality tight ends he has struggled and Kelsey in the postseason 21 receptions on 24 targets just insane averaging 3.29 yards per out run, which basically during the regular season would be like tied with Devontae Adams to lead the NFL. And he has right now 24 targets in the postseason. That's just through two games, not three games. So keep that in mind. And he's averaging over 10 receptions per game. His reception prop in this game is eight and a half. And if you take the under, you're actually getting plus money on that. So that's going to be something interesting to watch. How does Tampa Bay try and stop this team? Well, you're going to try and bracket Tyreek. You can't really do that when he's in the slot, right? Where he is over 50% of the time. Are you going to try and double team a tight end in the middle of the field? That honestly sounds like a pretty terrible idea when they have a Tyreek the outside, when they have a McCall Harmon on the outside, when Sammy Watkins potentially can be returning this week. And that's the whole point of this Chiefs offense. You cannot take away when they have two elite weapons and then very quality weapons after that. You cannot take them away by double teaming them because then you're leaving other guys everywhere else. One-on-one in the middle of the field with Kelsey. One-on-one on on the outside with Tyreek or Sammy Watkins or Demarcus Robinson or McCall Harmon or guys out of the backfield that can catch passes, both Williams and Clyde Ebert Slayer. You can't do it. So you can't people can say, oh, they're going to bracket and give double team. No, you can't put four guys on two guys. That's not how this works in the NFL today. There's other athletes on the field. So Kelsey is a yes for me. I don't have him currently ranked out as good of a play as Patrick Mahomes. You can check all this stuff, all my rankings, all my projections and all that down below. But I do have Kelsey as an above average play on this slate. Maybe saying, what, what do you mean above average? He's projected out so highly. Yeah, he's projected out really highly, but I'm factoring in all the point per dollar, right? If there's a guy in the 4k range, I don't have him projected for as many points as Kelsey, but based on his price point, he might be a better bang for your buck, if that makes sense. Next up, we get another price drop of $600. So now you are getting a 1600 difference between Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and arguably Tyree Kill's ceiling because he's a wide receiver is much higher than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you saw it in the last game against Tampa where he went for, yes, count him 200 yards in the first quarter, not the first half. No, no, no. With the first quarter with time on the clock still, he went for 200 yards. He's going to have a positive 58% matchup versus Murphy Bunting. Hill's going to be in the slot 58% of the time. So again, you can't really double team the slot, right? And that's actually a terrible idea if you're going to double team the slot with Travis Kelsey on the other side and he can put out wide as a wide receiver. And then you have 20% of the time on the left side and about 19 to 20% of the time on the right side of the field. Now you had Kelsey looking fantastic in the postseason so far. Tyreek Hill said, hold my beer. 3.71 yards per route run so far this season, which is an efficiency metric for wide receivers, tight ends, running backs that would have led the NFL by a wide margin during the regular season. So far, he has a team leading 76 routes run in the playoffs through two games. He has 17 receptions, 282 yards on 21 targets. Tyreek Hill, I prefer Travis Kelsey right now to Tyreek Hill. The ceiling on Tyreek Kill's is much higher. It's in the forties when Travis Kelsey's can definitely get you to the forties, of course, but as easy, right? As easy as it can get there for Tyreek Hill, it can get there on five or six targets. Kelsey probably needs that eight to 10 targets unless he's just having a three touchdown game which then you can say that for anybody so I'll prefer right now Kelsey to Tyreek Hill even with the price difference factored into that but now let's start to get into some of these Tampa Bay guys as we hit into the final guy in the 10k range Tom Brady before we get into it I'll let you know that this video is sponsored by Superdraft you can see their logo up above if you're watching on the YouTube version but what Superdraft is is a multiplier format so you get fantasy points for your guys always but then you get a multiplier that you multiply that by so for example Patrick Mahomes, if he scores 25 points in the Super Bowl uh, DraftKings points well you multiply that by one so he gets 25 points but 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 and this is a big old booty let's say you get a guy like travis kelsey to go out there and score 22 points right 22 points he's gonna end up scoring around 29 because he has a one point Three X multiplier. So right now, Travis Kelsey is my number one Super Draft player in the slate. He looks fantastic. It's hard to get away from him over there. So it's a multiplier format, and they're doing a couple of promotions for the Super Bowl. First of all, if you sign up right now, there's a nice mobile app. It's a fantastic. It's a fun way to play. They have a ton of massive contests. A three hundred thousand dollar to first contest with a million dollars in prizes. A bunch of other contests that I have some free tickets to for you today, the, the viewer of the show. So here you go. If you use the code SAL when you sign up, that is S A L, they will give you a free money bonus, a solo drip format up to five hundred dollar rooskies. So five hundred dollars, right there. You go right away. You just got a nice promotion. But they're also giving away twenty tickets to their contest free. This is the way that you get in. I'll put a link in the description to my podcast on Apple or Stitch or whatever it might be. All you have to do is leave a review, a five-star rating and review on my podcast version. Maybe you're listening there right now. It's called The Sal Vetri Show. And all that takes is basically 30 seconds. You open the app, you click the five stars and you write, hey, this show is good. You do that. And then you screenshot and you send it to me. Either send it to me on Twitter and DMs or at me on Twitter. Send it to me via my business email on my Twitter, vetrymedia 19 at gmail.com. You send that to me with your super draft name. Since you signed up, you made an account. All you have to do, Send me that with your Super Draft name and you will be entered into win. Now, there's 20 tickets. So, normally, some of these contests are like, oh, one ticket. And you're like, ah, I'm not going to win that one, right? But there's 20 tickets. I can share with you right now, as of Wednesday, I've had about 10 people send me this. So, I just got 10 people. They're going to get those tickets as of right now. If only eight more people send me it, everybody gets a ticket. And I got two left over for some people to maybe get two tickets, right? So, maybe we get 30 people, but you're still going to have a pretty damn good chance. So, it's a pretty big offer. 20 tickets they're giving away for the Super Bowl and that deposit bonus. Again, promo code SAL, SAL, I'll get you the deposit bonus. And then screenshotting your review on the podcast version and sending it to me gets you a very good chance. Chance at winning a free ticket for the Super Bowl, no better way, right? Even if you know if it's your first time playing and you don't want to be spending money on Super Draft, you don't want to be doing this. Bang, you just got a free ticket. So I know, I know, you're welcome, you're welcome, fellas, fellas, fellas. I'm looking for the best offers out here possible for the community in terms of plugs and things like that. When we have some sponsors for the show, Super Draft has been fantastic to us for it's very much. We're about a month away from being partners for a year, so one of my longest lasting partnerships. Very excited for that. Very excited that they saw the potential in our audience and our community and they want to value that. So yes, thank you Super Draft for sponsoring the Super Bowl video. Now it's Thomas Brady. Now, Tom Brady at $10,000 is probably the wild card on this slate. And we can say that maybe about a couple guys, but because of the fact that he's $2,000 less than Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't have to score 26, 27. Like if Mahomes scores 26 in this game, that's a good score for 12,000. But if Brady's going out there and scoring 25, well, Brady for $2,000 less is the far better play, right? You have to factor in the price point. And there's a chance as the week goes on that I say, you know what? I might want to be taking one or two of these weapons in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Right now, again, I prefer Travis Kelsey both on Super Draft as my top play and also ahead of, slightly ahead of Tyreek right now for draft games. I might take these guys and pair them up with Tom Brady. Right, we might pair them up with Tom Brady and run it back that way. Let's put somebody in the captain spot. Let's put a a Tom Brady in our lineups with one of his pass catchers in the captain spot. Get the guys on the other side to run it back with. And then all we have to bank on is that these guys, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, have their big games in the 20s or 30s for DraftKings points. But then Tom Brady just outscores or gets very close to Mahomes. That's it. The second that that happens, a two thousand price difference allows us to get different elsewhere. And just by playing Tom Brady, who I currently have Tom Brady and my projections on Patreons down below, I have him projected right now ownership wise for around 55% ownership. So it's not a massive difference, but it's about a 15 to 20% difference from Patrick Mahomes. So That's a pretty decent leverage pivot off of that and allows you to get different with your lineups. Now, Brady's going to have a positive pass blocking advantage. He's had a very good protection rate this year, the number nine protection rate so far this season, and he has a positive 16% pass blocking advantage versus Casey's just number 22 pass rush. And now he has a nice yardage prop. This is a high total game, 295 yardage over under prop now if he hits the over it's probably going to go over 300 unless you get really unlucky with those couple three yards four yards in between and there's another bonus for you so the bonus is very closely projected into this one his over under prop is two and a half touchdowns now it's plus 125 for the over meaning that it's unlikely that he goes for three touchdowns but not totally unlikely right it's like a 45 percent chance he goes for three touchdowns here but having two passing touchdowns at ten thousand dollars that's fine as well now in 2021 he led the nfl in air yards he was number three in yardage and again he had that number 10 protection rate tom brady is the wild card here tom brady did not look good really so far at all in the playoffs Not at all. Now he's going to get to go home to Tampa, where it's much warmer than the places he's had to be playing in, in Washington, in Green Bay, right? In some of these places he had to be playing in and going in to get some wins. He has not looked all that great. Now he actually looked decent and got the QB sneak at the end against New Orleans, which kind of saved the day a little bit, but still didn't have the yardage there. He has not looked good overall. Is this the game? Is this the high total game? And if you assume that the Chiefs do get out to a lead here, Brady playing from behind at $10,000, yes, right now I have Patrick Mahomes in my projections and my tools ranking out as the better quarterback play today, but I also have him for 20%, just projection wise, but I also have him for 20% higher ownership or so. And that that's where tom brady starts to become in play tom brady for me right now is my number eight overall play but that's factoring in some guys that i don't really have much interest in like the kickers on this slate so tom brady is somebody that could potentially draw a little bit more interest for me as the week goes on especially because of that price difference let's scroll down now so we can start to get to some of the weapons the top two weapons for mr tom brady are going to be mike evans and chris godwin on this slate i have a lot of interest in chris godwin and i have some interest in mike evans he's not out of play for me at the 400 hundred dollar price difference currently right now i will be preferring chris godwin now let's look into a breakdown of these guys so again mike evans is a maybe for me somebody that's definitely going to be play as of right now. I think the ownership on these guys comes in pretty similar. I currently am going to be having Chris Goblin and Mike Evans separated by just about four or five percent ownership difference. If you want to see who's higher owned, you can check down below on Patreon. But Goblin is going to be that yes on the screen. He's gonna have a positive 47% matchup versus Sneed. Sneed has been injured, Sneed has been banged up, but he has been cleared and ready to play for this game. Sneed's in the slot over 50% of the time exactly at 53% a so Goblin at 66% of the time. So that's good to see. Now Goblin in the playoffs has been great. Now he had a, a case of the dropsy so even if you if you factor out some of those drops that he had early on in the playoffs he'd be looking even better right now right 14 catches 223 yards on the number one ranked overall 27 targets so far in the postseason out of anybody right now on this team and 108 routes is tied for the team high now last time that he faced this team they were playing from behind they're down to three scores pretty much early on in that game against kansas city in week 12 but he did have eight catches 97 yards on nine targets just missed that 100 yard bonus on DraftKings. so what are you getting here you're getting the number one now it's just one game so it's not like there's five teams playing or five games but it's the number one matchup advantage in this game for any wide receiver now if you just go six to eight wide receivers deep Goblin's matchup in the slot, his size matchup, his skill, his speed, his ability to separate is going to be the number one matchup against Snead. Now, Snead hasn't been bad by any means. It's just that he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of there in the slot. He's not fantastic. He's not elite. They've had Tyron Matthews sometimes go into the slot, but now they feel secure about Snead being in there. This is going to be one of the biggest matchup advantages for Tampa Bay to take advantage of. And especially if they're playing from behind, you might see Goblin in this game start to approach. I like his over props. I don't like a lot of over props this week because they're all going to be inflated upwards. But you can see it like an 8 to 10 reception game out of Goblin in this spot because he's the one that They can work through pretty nicely. So he's going to be the yes for me. I've been projected for more points by a decent amount over Evans. Evans does have a good matchup as well. Breland's been good this year, allowing just 0.9 yards per cover route. So that's the tougher spot, but still a good matchup, a positive 32% matchup because he has six inches and 36 pounds over Mr. Breland. Now, in the playoffs, yeah, he's tied for the team high with 108 routes run so far this year with Goblin in the playoffs. He's had 10 catches on 20 targets. Now, a couple of those were his fault. There's like one or two balls last week against the Packers you can blame on Evans, probably at least one of them, a big play down the sideline. But a lot of these shots that he's getting are deep down the sideline. But only a 50% completion rate during the postseason is a little bit concerning there Brady's overthrown him a couple times one led to a pick last week against the Packers so some concerns there is Brady's been somewhat inaccurate and in a higher catch percentage during the regular season out of Goblin in the slot but again you get the big play upside in week 12 he wasn't fantastic he actually got so much shut down by Breland and Carlton Davis he had three catches on nine targets so that's not great right just a 33 uh, completion percentage there but 50 yards and then he had the two touchdowns the upside for Evans is that he's just such a big body and has such a massive size advantage over any of these guys that in the red zone yes Gronk will be out there and be a size match match but probably the number one option is going to continue continue to be one of the top five red zone guys in the nfl this year mike evans now we can start to get into a couple of the running backs and we can also touch on antonio brown and where his health status is at now none of these guys are priorities for me but they're all currently in a player pool we can start with leonard Fournette, then Clyde ebert's and then we can get into antonio brown now leonard Fournette has had one game without ronald jones look great and two games with ronald jones and he's continued to look great and see very similar opportunities he's gonna have a positive 41 percent run blocking advantage against the number 23 ranked kansas city run defense now so far in these playoffs he's had 48 carries on the ground and he's averaged 4.4 yards per carry 211 yards and two tutties. Eight of evaded eight of tackles is good to see, right? So it's not just him getting a bunch of usage. He's actually evading some tackles. He's third on this team, only behind right now, Evans and Gauman, with 81 routes run, and he's had 17 targets in the postseason and 14 receptions. That's fantastic. But here's the thing you might be saying, oh, yeah, but there was a game without Ronald Jones that first game. Okay, in the two games with Ronald Jones, he's still averaging 21 opportunities per game. That is absolutely crazy. He's seen 42 opportunities in the last two games. And you want to know why the big difference is? Because Ronald Jones has ran like 10 routes in the last two weeks, and you've had over 40 routes from in the last two weeks for Leonard Fournette the passing game is getting him the upside and I don't see that changing all that much this week I don't see them getting involved with Sean McCoy who says that he's going to maybe retire after this game I don't see them getting involved or maybe even activating the rookie Keyshawn Vaughn and I don't see them getting involved Ronald Jones who has been one of the worst efficiency pass catching running backs and also you can just put in there he drops the ball a lot as well top three in that department for running backs during the season I don't see them getting him involved so Fournette's just going to be on the field more especially if they're trailing so yes Fournette is a higher price point and don't get me wrong we're going to talk about Ronald Jones there's a lot of upside in playing Ronald Jones in the slate from a leverage standpoint but Leonard Fournette is going to be staying out as a pretty quality play. The only issue with Leonard Fournette is his price point of $7,800. So I have him as a maybe. I actually lean closer to a no than a yes, because I want to be paying up for these studs in this slate. These guys who can get me 30 or 40 points, the Travis Kelseys, the Mahomes, the Tyree Kills, and even the Godwins and the Evans. I want to be paying up for some of the studs in the slate. So this $7,800 price tag is a little bit restrictive, especially with the current ownership that I have on him that I thought maybe he'll come in at like 18, 20%. It's coming in a decent amount higher than that right now. Next up, you can see Clyde Edwards Lair, he's gonna have a positive run blocking advantage. The concern is just what is his usage? Last week he returns. It was his first time playing in a couple of weeks, like a month to a month and a half. He only sees six attempts on the ground, seven overall yards and a touchdown, right? That that goal line touchdown ended up getting him at least a decent game for you. But here's the thing he played 32 snaps. It wasn't like he was limited. He played 32 snaps to Williams 30 snaps. So he actually outsnapped him. It was basically like a 52 to 48% snap difference. He ran 19 routes, so it wasn't the full on elite workload workload on the ground, right? He only saw one target, so seven opportunities, and it was basically a split workload. Le'Veon Bell did not play last week. You, you can expect if Bell, he's optimistic to play in this game. If he sees like one to three touches, zero to three touches, probably a better number there, zero to two even. Then that cuts in a little bit more here. But yeah, I mean, if people are going to say, ah, the workload wasn't there for Clatterbridge Lair last week, well, the ownership is going to be lower on him, but the workload was there. He actually played more snaps. He just didn't get the touches. Is that have to do something just with his conditioning? I think probably a little bit there. Now he's had two weeks to rest even more. I think that the first round rookie running back is probably going to see more touches this week. Now it could still be a 50-50 split in terms of the snaps, but maybe the touches start to balance out. Maybe the touches start to go 10 touches for. Each of these guys. And that's where the upside starts to come in. So I think that there's some sneaky upside for Clyde edwards who I don't think will be as owned as some of these other running backs and some of these other guys in this price range. Again, the problem comes in that he is $7,000. And right now you do have Williams coming in on this slate at a pretty decent price tag of 5,200. So the price difference on Darrell Williams at this point, they're saying, okay, for an $1,800 difference, are you that confident in playing paying for Clyde edwards that he's going to be taking over the majority of the workload in this game? And my quick answer to that, especially with this tough matchup is no. So again, that's why he's a maybe and not a yes. Now, Antonio Brown is up. He's going to have it if he plays. He's, they're saying he's getting work in, and he's getting closer to playing he's ran 29 routes per week so far in the regular season so he's had a very large role on this team in the playoffs he's played about you know six seven quarters three catches on six targets just 59 yards and a total of 45 routes is behind right now for fourth on this team or at least through those two games was behind Leonard Fournette and the two starting wide receivers so still good usage he'll have a positive 14% matchup if he plays against Ward who's allowed 0.88 yards per cover out now Antonio Brown has played in the Super Bowl against the Packers that was his rookie season so you've had a couple of veterans on this team Gronk Brady of course in the Super Bowls and then you've had Antonio Brown very quietly has played in a Super Bowl and obviously he's up there for the big game and the big moments and he's had some massive moments downfield again ready number one in air yards this year so Antonio Brown if he plays and I know that he's healthy this maybe is a little bit less of a I don't really like the matchup and stuff like that it's more so a I gotta see what this health looks like if we're saying that ah you know it's kind of looking like maybe he's only 50 percent maybe he's gonna be a decoy out there because they just like him being on the field for 15 routes instead of Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson so that's what I want to see as the week goes on maybe on Friday we'll have a better picture of that because Antonio Brown there's a lot of upside here there's a lot of upside for a guy who goes downfield and has had a couple touchdown games and closed the season off with over a hundred yards right and Tom Brady loves throwing his way and Tom Brady basically begged this team to go out and sign him and really demanded this team to go out and sign him and then Antonio Brown's price point right now of just 6,200 there's a lot of upside at that price point so he's going to probably lean towards a yes for me but we'll see on Friday after the health status comes out now let's get into a couple of more offensive weapons we can go McCall Harmon Williams and Bray we can take these three guys on right now we can start with McCall Harmon who uh, he's going to be a no right now for me at this price point and this is assuming that Sammy Watkins plays so Sammy Watkins is ruled out Demarcus Robinson is currently in the COVID protocol but he does not have COVID he was a close contact with another offensive lineman the center on this team and as long as they don't test positive or anything like that they will be back and ready to play so that's just kind of just like something else to throw out there just to keep an eye on but if all goes as planned demarcus robinson will play they're saying that they're optimistic sammy Watkins will play in this game if that's the case if sammy Watkins returns after his super bowl heroics last year and he actually for a guy who runs a lot of routes goes out there and run routes there's just not that much more routes to go for a mccall Harbin. now he's ran 50 routes in the postseason that's fourth on this team but keep in mind demarcus robinson did not play last week and they've only played two games so far he's also ran 20 or more routes in four out of the last five games but you have to break that apart a little bit because one of those games was the final week of the season where they didn't have a lot of starters out there so it's an easy one right that's an easy one to run some routes in and then another one of those weeks was not last week that's a surprising thing. there was no demarcus robinson last week and he only ran 16 routes right he only runs 16 routes as you can see right here now why is that the case I mean, Byron Pringle just ran a lot more routes. They went with Byron Pringle over him. You could also say that Clyde Edwards-Layer returned to the game, but Byron Pringle last week was the number three wide receiver on the team running 31 routes. So that is kind of concerning that they opted to say, you know what? We know that McCole Harmon's skill set is this and this, but we want Byron Pringle more of a possession receiver and a guy who can also go downfield over McCole Harmon, who's kind of not a one trick pony necessarily only, but more so his skill is going downfield when we already have that kind of covered with Mr. Tyree Kill. So Hartman at his current price point, unless Watkins is out probably, and and I'd, I'd also have to see Robinson out because we saw last week he didn't get the bump with Robinson out. I need to see both of those guys out to really have an interest. So I'm not going to be there in Hardman just yet. Now next up we can go to Darrell Williams, who in the championship game with CHE back saw all the usage. He played less snaps, 30 to CHE's 32, but he saw 13 carries on the ground, played well, 52 overall yards and a touchdown. But not only did he see less snaps, just barely, but he also saw less routes run. Now he saw one target, but he saw 12 routes run to CHE's 19. I think that that can change this week. He's going to also have that positive 10% run blocking advantage against Tampa Bay's regular season number 11 run defense. Now at this current stage as it stands, man, it's going to be an ownership game. He's an $1,800 price difference off of Clyde Edwards lair The ownership, I think, is going to be coming in pretty similar, if not maybe a little bit lower on Williams. If that's going to be the case, I will side with Williams over Clyde lair come Friday, but we have to see what that ownership looks like. Next up is Cameron Bray, who's kind of just had a resurgence in the playoffs right now. I don't know if it's using Gronk as a blocker more. I don't know if he's getting tired and, and these cold games are, are wearing him out a little bit as the season goes on. But he's seen 17 targets on 50 routes in the postseason. He's number five on Tampa Bay in routes. He's number three in targets and so number three in yards right now in these three postseason games. That's crazy. And the elite thing for Cameron Braid is that he's seeing 42% slot snaps right now, which is fantastic. But here's the issue with Cameron Braid. The price point. He's now forty-eight hundred. So now you have to get those five targets or those four targets out of him, assuming he doesn't score a touchdown. So if you get those four or five targets out of him, okay, now you're having thirty yards or so. But he's now forty-eight hundred. So six, seven points don't get it done for you because you can pay for a kicker for a similar or cheaper price point. Or you can pay for a defense for a similar or cheaper price point. So now you need these ten-point games at Cameron Break. And I hate to break it to you, uh no pun intended there. Break and break. I guess they're close enough, right? We can we can let that one go. But only seven fantasy points is my projection for him. So I'm not that high in Cameron Break. Cameron Break's leaning closer to a no than a maybe for me. We're gonna have to see where the ownership comes in. He's. Currently picking up some ownership to the extent where I'm like, okay, I can probably get away from this ownership on Cameron Bright. He doesn't have that high of an A dot overall. He's very good after the catch, very sneaky after the catch, and I like that slot overall slot percentage. But he's kind of priced for what his role is on this team now at this point. So early on, right now, we could actually end up going and making him a no, and we can see what the ownership looks like as the week goes on. Next up, we get into Sammy Watkins and the kickers. And Sammy Watkins is going to be one of my favorite plays if he is indeed going to play and we know that he's healthy. If, he, if they're going to say oh he's in and he's going to be limited to like 12 routes, and then we have to kind of break that down and figure out what that means. If they say like 15. Routes runner or or 25 or red zone usage, then we get away from him. But he's so cheap. He's $4,200. He's optimistic to play, like I said. He has not played since week 16, but he has ran. He's been usage. He's a high usage player, and people just kind of forget about him because he's just kind of been scoring like, you know, he gets like 40 or 50 yards a game. He doesn't pop off for touchdowns and stuff like that. But he's been running 34 plus routes in each of his last five healthy games. He'll likely see Carlton Davis, who allows 1.47 yards per cover out this year, has basically shut down Michael Thomas, and then that's kind of about it. He's been very good this year, Carlton Davis. Don't get me wrong. People might want to credit him for shutting down Adams earlier this year when Adams came back from an injury and shutting down. Some other players, but there's bracket coverage on Adams against Tampa Bay, and they brought pressure that got there. So it's not just; it's more so the defensive scheme. But Carlton Davis has been very good this year. He lines up 65% of the time on the left side of the field. If Sammy Watkins plays, he'll be all over the field. He goes into the slot. He'll be on the left side. He'll be on the right side. So Sammy Watkins at this cheap of a price point, attaching him to somebody like Patrick Mahomes and allowing you to pay up for some of those more expensive players, whatever it might be. Yes, I like that a lot. Sammy Watkins is a strong yes for me. He's probably one of the one or two best value plays right now for talking about guys below 5K. Now the kickers, I have them both his nose. So What do you mean you have them both his nose? Look, they project out decently, but here's the thing, and I write it right here. Kickers are fine to get to, but there's only a prop of three and a half. So Vegas is saying three and a half total field goals in this game. You think more or less? So even if it gets to four, you better see like three or four of those coming from one team. I think both of these teams are going to opt to go for it a lot more. So if it's like fourth and three from their opponent's forty-yard line or their opponent's thirty-five, they're going to go for it a lot more in this game. Bruce Arians already said we're going balls to the walls, and you already have seen so far this year left and right. Andy Rees not kicking field goals, even if they're on the twenty-yard line in second and eight or third or fourth and eight, they're not going for any field goals. They're going for it. So that's one thing working against the kickers. Already a low field goal prop with two aggressive coaches that really all season long don't want to be going for it and going for field goals you have Tom Brady last week saying hey let's not kick this field goal let's not do this right now let's go out there and throw a Hail Mary and then they throw a Hail Mary and they score the touchdown because Kevin King and the Packers defense and Patton got fired all that stuff don't get me started on all that but that's what happens right that's what happens that these teams are going to be aggressive so that's one thing against the kickers but the second thing against the kickers is it's a higher total games higher total games are much worse for kickers what's that what do you mean they're going to kick more extra points and stuff like that no that's bad right if it's a higher total game that means more people are scoring touchdowns the ball's moving down the field more so some of these guys like Sammy Watkins in their price range and some of these other guys in the price range are picking up more receptions and picking up more yardage and they're just passing up the kickers right the kickers having like four extra points in the game and having four points maybe a field goal at seven points doesn't matter when the total is 56 and a bunch of guys around them are scoring like 11 12 13 points so as of right now like if these guys are going to be like five or ten percent on sure get to some of them hope that they hit their 10 point ceiling which is not that great either but They're going to be like 20% owned. I have no interest in the Kickers at all this week. They project out decently. They project out for like around eight and a half to nine points for me. But again, no interest in the Kickers as of right now, based on a lot of different factors that we just discussed. Now we start to get into some of the value plays, if you will, and that is Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, and the Buccaneers. We can start with Scotty Miller at 3,400. I have no interest if indeed Antonio Brown is back. Now, if Brown is out in this game, well, then you're going to be seeing him start and play probably against Ward. That is Scotty Miller. Now, Scotty Miller has seen zero snaps out of the slot this postseason, so that's somewhat concerning. You're not really having that upside, but we know what he is. He's an outside speed receiver, and you're hoping for the big touchdown like you saw last week at the end of the half last week he got the start and he caught two of his three targets 36 yards and a touchdown basically that touchdown at the end of the game or at the end of the first half was his only real usage in that game from a volume standpoint and here's the other thing that's a concern he's he's kind of expensive so even if antonio brown doesn't go he's kind of expensive because he only ran 20 routes last week tyler johnson the number four receiver the rookie out there i guess the number five receiver when antonio brown is healthy ran 11 routes so 20 routes to 11 routes that's not that wide of a difference i would have rather seen like 30 routes out of scotty miller give him that full-time antonio brown type role they didn't do it they gave tyler johnson enough snaps as well because scotty miller kind of is somewhat of that one trick pony so miller at this price point isn't in play for me i like some other guys like next up rob gronkowski who's a yes he has a positive 57 percent matchup against wilson who has he has six inches and 23 pounds over this week now i get it Cameron braid has been playing a lot better i like Cameron braid over rob gronkowski from just a projection standpoint but you have to factor in the price point it's an 1800 dollars difference in the price point look rob gronkowski has only had two receptions on six playoff targets so far this year for 43 yards one of them was a screen last week that went for a lot of yards after the catch i get it he hasn't looked great but he's running right now 21 routes per playoff game. He's only averaging 1.02 yards per cover out, but he's running the routes. He's getting the usage and he's a cheap player. Everything that you've seen the past couple of weeks is going to deflate his ownership, but his price point's coming down. So the ownership and the price point's coming down. The usage is still there from a routes run standpoint. He had a quality game last time that he's faced the Chiefs as well. And now he's playing in a warm stadium in the Super Bowl where they're going to go balls to the walls as one of the only guys that has experience under this pressure in the moment. So give me Rob Gronkowski at that buy low price point. He is a yes for me at $3,000. It's not just a name anymore, right? Yes. I know that the big name is going to be there. You might think that that picks up ownership, but right now, Rob Gronkowski, I currently only have Mr. Gronkowski at 14% ownership on a showdown slate that is very very low so give me Gronk next up we can start to get into some of these defenses we can talk about the Chiefs and the Bucks defense first starting with the Bucks defense they're both in play for me they're both kind of like if you have this one spot left I'd rather get a position player I much prefer getting to Gronk or Sammy Watkins if he plays much much prefer that over these defenses but if you're down here and you want to get a little bit different the defenses might come in you know like 15-20% on somewhere around there probably 15-16% on Tampa Bay ranks fifth overall in the regular season and Kansas City ranks 16th overall so let's quickly just run down the ranks right Tampa Bay was number 11 versus the run number 22 in tackling number eight in pass rush and number three in coverage and then kansas city was number 23 versus the run number 19 in tackling number 22 in pressure and number 10 in coverage let me tell you right now we'll do a sneak peek for the defenses behind the screen or behind the curtain on patreon again you want to check it out down below a bunch of tools to help you win more money to increase your chances of winning an roi return on investment it's linked down below patreon.com backslash south underscore veteran underscore i currently have the chiefs as a better defensive play for the price point right now they're basically similar the chiefs are cheaper and i have the chiefs for a half a point more in my projections so give me the chiefs defense over tampa bay if you're choosing again they're both in play but the chiefs over tampa bay if you're choosing with defenses i personally think that they're okay but i don't prefer the defenses all that much but in higher total games you might be saying ah defenses i shouldn't get to them actually if it's not a low scoring game you don't want it to be in the mid-range to play defense you want it to be higher scoring the more pass attempts means the more chances at pressure rates means the more chances at fumbles at sacks at pick sixes all these types of things now we get down to a couple more value plays and one that's going to stand out and be probably somewhat polarizing and low on this week Ronald Jones at $2,200. Ronald Jones has now had about a month to get healthy. He's two weeks off. He came back. He's had a month to get even healthier since he was kind of limited in that uh, divisional round game conference championship. They gave him more usage, but he just looked absolutely terrible and he has no passing game upside. But if you're going to tell me that Ronald Jones is $2,200 and I know how good Fournette has been in the postseason and they're going to keep giving Fournette touches because he has that role in the passing game. But Ronald Jones over the last two games, right? Look at the last two games in the postseason since he returned. 23 carries on the ground for 78 yards. Not good. 3.4 yards per attempt, but just the volume. 23 carries to line of Fournette's 29. That's a 44% to 54% and split i think that's a lot closer than people think right that's very very close if you're looking like if there's just a one or two touch difference there they're basically 50 50 now the big difference is in the passing game ron jones just 10 routes run but that's not his game to so leonard fournette's 47 routes from, and 13 targets to Ronald Jones, one target the last two games. That's the big difference. But the regular season, Ronald Jones was averaging 16.7 opportunities per game. So recency bias is going to say go to Leonard Fournette. But Leonard Fournette's over $5,000 more expensive than Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is currently my number one value play this week. I don't even have him projected out that highly. He's just so fucking cheap. I haven't projected for like eight fantasy points, but that's why he's popping off as my number one value as of right now. Ronald Jones is a yes for me. He's not a yes for me because I like him. I like Leonard Fournette more than Ronald Jones relatively like for the whole season. Before the season started, I like Leonard Fournette a lot more, but it's the fact that the price point right now and the ownership is going to be low i think it might come up but it's low right now on ronald jones yes you're probably going to need the rushing touchdowns or you just need one big run right or you just need him to have 10 carries for 80 yards and that probably gets you there at this cheap of a price point or you can have him get his 11 carries for 50 yards and then a touchdown and now you're really sitting pretty so you probably need the touchdown or the one big run but i'll take my chances there if i think that these last two weeks the work on the ground has been relatively similar and now he has a matchup against a bottom third of the league chiefs run defense i do not have him projected as a massive score but it's the point per dollar value that makes me like him we can now finish it off with some guys who are just going to be on the slate but not that interested Demarcus the Marcus Robinson again he's in that COVID protocol he's in play for me because he does run routes he's ran 31 routes in the divisional round he only saw two targets he's not that highly involved he's more so of a good blocker in general he, and he just gets his job done and he has run 30 or more routes in seven of his last eight games neutral spot if he starts and plays and gets out of the COVID protocol against Jamal Dean he's just kind of there I'd prefer Ronald Jones and he got a couple of guys that I just don't have interest in as we close out the slate final two guys in the slate Le'Veon Bell he might play this week he missed the conference championship in the divisional round even with no Clyde Edwards out there he only saw two touches for six yards on 16 snaps he only ran seven routes for one target so far in the postseason. Now expect somewhere between zero and three targets, even if he does play. He's only ran a total of twenty-six routes over his last four total games, and that's with no Clyde edwards out there. So no interest at all in Le'Veon Bell. And the final guy is Nick Kaiser. I teased about him in the beginning. No interest in Nick Kaiser. He's ran five total playoff routes, and he has had one target on the season. He's ran thirty-three total routes in the regular season. That's 3- three point five routes per game. Not good when you factor in that he's just averaging six point three yards per target. He's averaging ten targets or so one target per game. Ten targets this year in his ten games played. Not good. No interest in Nick Kaiser either. So that is where we're at the best picks Wednesday, kind of early look at this. We're kind of deep diving in. I hope you got all the information smacked into your head. Thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe to all those things. We will be back Friday with our final takes and our final picks for all these guys. And we will also be streaming on Sunday as well. So be sure to like, subscribe and that notification bell so you know when we go live. I really appreciate you tuning into this video. If you want to get a free money bonus up to $500 on Superdraft, my top Superdraft play this week to start you off, we'll give you another one on Friday and another one on Sunday. But my top play right now is Travis Kelsey. Promo code SAL S A L gets you that free money bonus when you sign up for Superdraft. That is promo code S SAL, S-A-L, Let's them know you're coming from me. And if you want to get a free ticket to play on super jeff so you get signed up you get a nice little bonus but then you also get a free ticket just leave a review on the Salvatry show and then you leave a review five stars say something nice takes literally 30 seconds of your time you can do it as i'm saying this right now then screenshot that review and send it to me via twitter send it to me via my email whatever it might be instagram whatever it might be just send it to me with your super jeff name thank you so much for tuning in patreon has some tools down below that are going to help you increase your chances of banking some money on super bowl night somebody out there win that million dollars all for yourself you all rock i'll see you all in the next one we have nba content going out mma content going out so maybe i'll see some of you tomorrow If not, I'll see you in the Friday and Sunday content for the motherfucking Super Bowl. See you then, gang. Peace out and enjoy the rest of your day.